If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Games with Bill. On today's episode, I want to talk about the Summer Game Fest live stream. I just finished watching the Summer Game Fest live stream, and I have to say, overall, I thought it was okay. Uh, Jeff Keeley told us to manage our expectations. I talked about that on the previous episode. I managed my expectations, and I came away from the Summer Game Fest live stream being interested in some games. Now, am I super hyped about tons of games in the in the live stream no i'm not but there were a few games that stood out to me as something that i was looking forward to and i figured i would take just a few minutes <laughs> we'll see uh but just a few minutes to talk about the games that stood out most to me if there were games that stood out a lot to you please let me know uh you can hit me up on twitter at run jump stomp all right Let's start out with Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, this is a tactical RPG from Varaxis. Think XCOM with superheroes. We've seen gameplay from this, I think, last summer. And uh, we didn't really see much gameplay this time around. But, you know, this was just to remind everybody, hey, we're still making this game. And I am still very much looking forward to it, although I didn't feel like I got any new information but I was glad to see that they're still working on this game because when you mix a uh, tactical RPG with the abilities uh, that the Marvel superheroes have, that seems really compelling to me. And I think that overall Marvel Midnight Suns is going to be really, really fun. They did show off like uh, Venom and Spider-Man are going to be in there. And I'm sure that all of the big one, uh, big heroes and all of the little heroes are going to be in there. Uh, I, I, You know what? I'm curious, what is the most obscure Marvel character that you think could make the cut for Marvel Midnight Suns? Let me know uh, at, at Run Jump Stomp on Twitter. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about Neon White. This is a game that we had seen before, or at least I'd seen before. I think maybe in a, in a Nintendo Direct or a indie showcase. Um, but Neon White is this anime-themed game where it is a first-person shooter. It seems like a very fast-paced first-person shooter with procedurally generated levels, from my understanding. And you get your guns in the form of cards. So, like, you pick up a card, and it's like a machine gun. And then it's almost like they don't put... Like, they don't put a gun in your hand, but bullets come out of the card. It's a really weird thing. The game looks really, really fast-paced, which is exciting to me. And you have to make the decision as you're playing, do I want to play this card or this gun, or do I want to play this card? Do I want to discard this card? Uh, hopefully I pronounced that correctly so that you guys could could hear what I mean. Um, I think that that's really cool. I like the idea of constantly changing cards. That very much reminds me of one of my favorite PC games, Super Crate Box, where you're constantly changing guns. So, you know, 
You open up a box. It's got a brand new gun. You might shoot like one alien and then you pick up another box, which has another randomly generated gun. Uh, I really, really like that. And Neon White reminded me of that. The story it seems super anime and I don't really care about anime all that much, but the gameplay itself looked interesting to me. Um, another game that looks interesting to me was Midnight Fight Express. Now, this is a game that has a demo that is avail- uh, that is out right now. I have not had a chance to play it, but I did download it on my Steam Deck. Um, so I will report back on that, uh, maybe on an episode of On Deck, or maybe I'll come back and talk about it here on Games with Bill. Um, it looks to me, to me like a twin-stick shooter. Very interesting art style. I guess it was made by one guy, which is always impressive when one person makes a game. I, I think that that's just amazing. Uh, but that one definitely looks interesting, and I always, I always get excited for twin-stick shooters, especially ones that do things a little bit differently. And this one definitely looks like it has a unique art style in the realm of twin stick shooters. Okay. A game that I played. Oh, I don't even know. Like a really, really long time ago. I don't even remember how long ago that I played this game, but cuphead when it first came out, that game blew me away. The art style, the music, the, uh, the sound, uh, the sound design of cuphead, Everything about that game was top-notch, 11 out of 10. I don't like assigning numbers to things, but everything about that game was 11 out of 10, including the difficulty. It was a really, really hard game. I did not finish it because it was a really hard game. Now, they have the, um, the Cuphead DLC, Delicious Last Course, I think is what, it, what that's supposed to stand for, but it's, you know, you know, more of the same. It adds a new character to the Cuphead franchise, um, I forgot her name, Tea Kettle or something, Kettle, I think, maybe, it doesn't matter what the name is, Uh, but they showed off some gameplay uh, in a boss fight, oh my god, this looks really, really difficult, but that's what you want from Cuphead, you want this side-scrolling shooter that is really difficult with crazy, beautiful, hand-drawn animation and really cool um 1920s disney-esque music like everything about that sentence seems crazy to me and even like i watching the trailer i was like oh i better reinstall cuphead uh so i reinstalled cuphead on my on my steam deck so i could try that out and and see if i want to jump back in on this dlc or if i you know run right into a wall right away on my uh, you know on on the original one but i thought it looked awesome and it looked super hard and it's it's definitely a game that i need to play again i liked it a lot the first time around and i just kind of fell off probably because either a it was too hard or b i got distracted by shiny things which i am known to do speaking of shiny things teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge this is coming to us from dot and okay. If you know how to say this, let me know. I never know how to say it. It's dot emu or dot dotemo or dot dotemu, whatever. That publisher they made one of my favorite games recently was Streets of Rage Four. They did such a fantastic job on that, and that is a side-scrolling brawler. So my hype level for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a new side-scrolling brawler from a company that is really good at making side-scrolling brawlers, 
Um, hell yes, sign me up. They unveiled that Casey Jones is another playable character. So that adds, uh, you know, the four turtles, April O'Neil, uh, Splinter, Casey Jones. And I'm betting that we will get more as either DLC or free updates down the line. That's what I'm guessing. It would be really cool uh, to get more characters. But the game just looks so cool. And the ma- the the music, the music and the art are both absolutely fantastic. It jumps right out of like the 16-bit era, but better. Uh, I, I, do, I can't put my finger on on the the art style but it is just gorgeous i love everything about this game and it comes out on june 16th which is next week very hyped for that game uh teenage mutant ninja turtle and here here's my big question to all of you uh with that game coming which character are you going to main with for me it's probably going to be donatello i always used donatello in turtles in time And Donatello is my favorite Ninja Turtle because he is a scientist. And there's going to be people yelling at their phones that Leonardo is better or Michelangelo is better or April O'Neil is better or Splinter or whoever. Whoever it is, I want to know which character are you looking forward to playing with? And what turtle character would you really like to see added as a playable character down the line? All right, moving on. They did an ad for and, and this wasn't like an announcement or anything. It was just an ad for Samsung Gaming Hub. Uh, if you have been listening to my stuff for any length of time, you probably know that I used to do a show called Stadia Cast, which was all about Google Stadia. Um, I regularly play stuff on GeForce Now. I have played stuff on Xbox Cloud Gaming. I think that cloud gaming is really great. And Samsung's Gaming Hub, where it takes all of the big... Um, cloud gaming things and puts them all in one place to kind of funnel people towards that, I thought was very interesting. But what was even more interesting is that they were talking about this TV having a processor built into it that is built 100% for uh, upscaling the signal. So why would you want to do that? Well, you would want to do that so that you could have a lower resolution signal coming to you. This allows you to stream at a lower bit rate, which makes it so that, uh, you know, a lower, a lower bandwidth would still look good because then it takes that signal and upscales it. Is it going to look as good as, say, you know, plugging in an Xbox Series X into your TV and playing it, you know, natively without streaming it? No, of course not. But if you're not looking side by side, you're probably not going to notice the differences all that much. And after five, 10 minutes of playing, you'll just be used to it. So I really like that they have this upscaling chip. And the thing that, that I think a lot of people would be skeptical about with this gaming or upscaling chip is, well, how, how good could it possibly be? And I totally get it. But I can tell you as having had the, um, the the Nvidia Shield TV, which you know, full transparency, Nvidia sent me the Nvidia Shield TV Pro, which is a two hundred dollar uh, set top box, which is dedicated to you know, like watching TV shows and stuff. But also, it has that upscaling feature. So when you do stream games from GeForce Now and you want to stream them at 1080p and then upscale them to 4K, you could. And I think that that's really. It, it, when I used it, 
it's it shocked me how good the upscaling was like it was really really impressive and like i said not as good as doing it in your living room but impressive nonetheless and with samsung talking about this um upscaling chip that's in their TVs. I just thought that that was interesting, especially if it's as good as the chip that's in the Shield TV Pro. Now, the last thing that I'll say about this before I move on is that I don't expect it to be as good. It would be nice if it's as good, but traditionally, TV manufacturers don't like to spend too much money on the internal components of the TV. And because of that, you know, if you've used the smart TV operating system, I'm sure that you've run into the issue where, holy God, it's slow. It, you know, it's kind of bad UI. And they they just don't tend to put the work in that you need to put in. Hopefully, Samsung's gaming hub is different. I'm certainly not going to buy a TV based on this. Like, that's not something that I would do because most of the time I just use a set-top box myself. But if you're somebody who is uh, you know, shopping for a TV already, and you're like, well, this one has the gaming hub and the upscaling chip, maybe that would be a selling point to you. And I'm curious for all of you that are listening, what do you guys think about that? Is that something you're interested in? Or are you like me and you just buy a TV only for, how's the screen look? And then everything else is plugged into it. Because I generally will say that smart TVs are dumb. Next up is the quarry. The quarry is, boy, the just the, not the thumbnail, what's the word I'm looking at? The poster for the quarry very much reminds me of Friday the 13th. Uh, I was recently watching on Netflix the movies that made us, and they have an episode about Friday the 13th. Uh, if you have not seen that episode, you should absolutely watch it. It was very, very interesting. Some of the things like, um, was it Frank Sinatra's son? was in that movie and he went blind for six months because he got some of the fake blood in his eye or something. I don't remember exactly. Um, but like that was an interesting thing that came up. Somebody had gotten like fake blood in their eye and they, they went blind for six months, which is kind of crazy. Anyway, um, the, the, uh, the poster for the quarry very much reminded me, of like a poster for a horror movie like Friday the 13th. It's supposed to take place in a camp in upstate New York, which hits hits home for me because that's where I live. I live in upstate New York, and that is described as a teen horror game, which I do enjoy horror movies. The voice acting, I thought, was really, really good, and the music was fantastic as well. This game comes out... Uh, well, by the time you hear it, it'll probably already be out. This comes out on June 10th. I'm recording this on June 9th. It's definitely a game that is on my list. I don't know that I'm going to run out and get it right away. I'll wait until reviews come in. But this is definitely something that I'm interested in. I do like. I have been enjoying horror games more lately. And uh, I have no idea why, but I have been more drawn to those. And I like the idea. I, I love getting scared. And still, my favorite horror game of all time is, is Alien Isolation. And I have yet to play a horror game that hits at that level. But The Quarry 
looks really interesting. I think David Arquette it does a voice in the game too. Anyway, speaking of aliens, uh, they showed off. I, this is not in my show notes, so I don't remember the name of the game, but they showed off a multiplayer shooter featuring aliens. It was, or not shooter, it, it looked like a multiplayer top-down kind of aliens game. The thing is, is that they showed like 99% of it was just cutscene nonsense, and they showed like seconds of gameplay, and I can't stand it when they do that. The, the Aliens games, the only one that has really landed for me has been Alien Isolation. All of the other Alien games that I've played have been kind of weak, in my opinion, so I am I don't have a whole lot of hope that this one's going to be fantastic, but good God, I wish, was it Sega or was it Atari? I think it was Sega that made Alien Isolation. Boy, I wish they'd make another one. That game was so awesome. All right. Speaking of multiplayer shooters, um, there is a game called Warhammer 40k Darktide. Now, they described it as a follow-up to Vermintide, but it doesn't seem like the same kind of gameplay. This one seems more like a four-player co-op first-person shooter. And I thought that it looked interesting, but there's so many of these, you know, multiplayer first-person shooters where you have to fight hordes of enemies. I don't know that this stands out enough. Now, there's, of course, going to be people that play this game because it's 40K. And there's going to be people that refuse to play this game because it's 40K. Overall, I thought it looked interesting knowing absolutely diddly squat about 40K. But I don't think I'm going to be running out to pick this up on day one. It's interesting, but, you know, not a game changer for me. We'll see how the reviews are. Uh, It did look interesting, though. Um, The last thing that I want to talk about is The Last of Us 2. Um, Part 1 is getting... Not The Last of Us 2. The Last of Us Part 1 is getting a remake. This is coming on September 9th. They showed off, like, before and after graphics comparing what the characters looked like in the original to what they're going to look like now on the PS5 version. And it is impressive. It is very, very impressive. So what they did, and for those of you that don't know, the actors, the voice actors in that, like they had all the dots on their faces and stuff. And so they mapped their their faces to the faces of the characters in the game. And they were able to translate the old, uh, the old, acting into these new models with new meshes over their face and everything in order to make it look really, really good. And it really does look good. Now, this was leaked today, which is too bad. I hate it when when uh, stuff like that gets leaked because it takes the wind out of the sails of the people who are presenting this stuff, especially during like a live presentation. And you could see during the presentation how disappointed they were that they couldn't like announce this and surprise people. Uh, But that being said, I am somebody who has not played any of the last of us. Uh, A friend of mine from work is always telling me you have you played the last of us yet? And I always say, nah, I don't know if I want to jump in on that. I've got lots and lots of games to play, but now that we've got the part one remake, um, maybe, maybe I'll try out uh, that. I'll try that out when it comes to PS five. I mean, I got a PS five. I've, this is coming out September 9th. Uh, seems like the perfect kind of game to play in October time. So 
are you somebody who's played The Last of Us? Are you interested in going back and doing this remake? It's been nine years since the original game came out. It's been two years since Last of Us Part Two came out. If you had shown me, because I'm not a graphics snob, if you had shown me the The Last of Us without like the upgrades and stuff, I'd have been like, oh, that game looks really pretty. They must have they did a really good job nine years ago because I thought it looked really nice. Did it look like you know? blow you away amazing whatever i'm sure at the time it did but you know if i had just seen it today i'd be like oh that looks really good the 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 remake stuff looks really impressive i think anyway uh those are the things from the summer games fest live stream that jumped out to me as interesting i thought it was really overall it was enjoyable to watch I, of course, tempered my expectations like Jeff Keighley told us to. There was a lot of people who did not temper their expectations. And then you you combine that with people not tempering their expectations. And the big kahuna of Last of Us Part 1 remake getting leaked. I think that a lot of people probably walked away from this live stream disappointed. I did, I'm not one of those people. That's it for Summer Game Fest. Let's move on. I want to talk about a few other things. Uh, number one, Apple had WD, WWDC this week, and they keep talking about gaming. Now, one of the things that they talk about in, in gaming was this Metal FX upscaling. I kind of talked a little bit about upscaling before, where it takes lower resolution stuff, upscales it to look prettier, and uh, they showed off Resident Evil 8 with this upscaling thing, which allowed them to, you know, get decent frame rates. Apple keeps saying, Hey, we're working on gaming stuff, but I'm going to believe it when I see it. And listen, I, you're, you're, you're hearing somebody who has uh, I got a Mac mini. That is my production. PC is my Mac mini. I do all of my production on that thing. Uh, I've got an iPhone. I've got an iPad. I've got an Apple watch. I've got AirPod pros as like my Bluetooth headphones. I've got all the Apple stuff. Well, not all of it, but I've got a bunch of Apple stuff. I am an Apple guy. I use Apple stuff, and I do not use it for gaming. I don't use it for gaming not because I'm against it for gaming, but because Apple does not make that a priority. They keep saying that it's a priority, but then they don't do anything about it. So Apple, put your money where your mouth is and make it happen. And then before we move on, I will say that iOS 16... Uh, announced that Switch Joy-Con and Pro Controllers will now work with iOS and probably iPadOS as well, which is awesome. But the thing is, is that a lot of the games that you play on those platforms don't have controller support built in. And because they don't have controller support built in, it's usually a bad experience. And like there's still icons on the screen and stuff like that, which I can't stand. So I don't see myself really utilizing that all that much. Uh, I don't know, Apple. You know, make it happen or get off the pot. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Anyway, moving on from that, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog had Sonic Central. And if you were disappointed by... <laughs> if you were disappointed by Summer Game Fest, I've got some news for you. Uh, Sonic Central was... Awful. Absolutely 
terrible. It was really bad. They, <laughs> Sega, I don't know what you're doing. So Sonic Central, they're showing off the Sonic stuff. And then they're like, by the way, right now over on IGN's website, you can see some more Sonic stuff. And I'm like, just show it here, you idiots. What are you doing? And everything that I've seen for Sonic looks, Sonic Frontiers looks very boring, laughable, unimpressive. And I've said that before on the show, but Sonic Central was easily worse than everything that we've seen from Sonic Frontiers. They were like, look at these mini figures that you can buy and look at this. It was bad. Um, I, what I want these companies to learn is to, if you don't have an announcement to make, don't try and shoehorn one in. It never, ever goes well. Anyway, speaking of companies that, that are making announcements, um, we do have a Capcom showcase happening on June 13th. I will probably do a bonus episode about that, uh, because I am very interested in all of the Capcom stuff. Uh, oh, uh, almost forgot. Guile is back in Street Fighter. They showed that off at the Summer Game Fest thing. Um, but I'm very excited with with the Capcom stuff from Resident Evil to Street Fighter Six, having those new controls, and then of course Monster Hunter Rise DLC. I I am very interested in seeing what Capcom is going to be doing on the 13th, which is I'm bringing up a calendar right now because I cannot I cannot remember what day of the week that is. So that would be Monday. That's Monday. Next Monday, the 13th, uh, Capcom has a showcase at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. So that's like 6 p.m. for me. I don't think I'll be covering it live, but I'll definitely be watching it and we'll probably put out an episode the day after that. All right. Speaking of Capcom, there is currently a humble bundle for Capcom stuff, it is the Capcom Summer Bundle for 2022. It includes Monster Hunter World, Devil May Cry 3, Devil, or I'm sorry, Devil, I said that wrong, Devil May Cry 5, Devil May Cry HD Collection. Um, it also comes with Monster Hunter Rise 50% off coupon, Street Fighter 5, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen. I don't know anything about that game. Uh, Devil May Cry, DMC Devil May Cry, Street Fighter Ultra 4, and Street Fighter 5 Championship Edition Upgrade Kit 50% off, plus Strider and Bionic Commando. Um, all those games you can get for 20 bucks over on Humble Bundle. And I think that that is very, very interesting. All right, real quick, let's hit the lightning round before we get out of here. Number one, uh, Bill and Ted. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, one of my all-time favorite movies. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, not as good as the first, but I still enjoy it, even though there are definitely some super cheese moments. If you let yourself enjoy those moments anyway, it's a good movie. Uh, Bill and Ted's newest movie, which um, Bill and Ted Save the World? I can't remember the name of it. It doesn't matter what the name of it. I loved that movie. I thought it was great. It was goofy and enjoyable, and you know, it hit the same notes as the original. I really, really liked I love Bill and Ted. When I was a kid, I had... The Nintendo Entertainment System. That's right, I did. 
And one of the games that I rented from our local pharmacy, yes, that's right, our pharmacy is where we could go and rent games, uh, and I rented Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and uh, wow, that game was terrible. Absolutely, absolutely awful, awful game. I didn't know that it was awful, though, because I was a kid, and I loved the characters so much. I just liked moving around in the world, dialing the buttons on the uh, on the time machine, and uh, going around trying to find, you know, Billy the Kid or whoever in the different locations. And I would just sit there and, like, voice the characters. Like, I would read off what Bill and Ted were saying. And I, I loved it, even though it's, it's actually a really terrible game. <laughs> uh, well, and then there was the Bill and Ted's excellent Game Boy adventure, A Bogus Journey. Uh, I never played that one. I don't know anything about that. But why am I telling you about this? I'm telling you because there is a limited limited classic edition, Bill and Ted's Excellent Retro Collection, which includes a NES dust sleeve. Okay, uh, Bill and Ted's Retro Collection hard copy, hard copy, physical physical uh, copy for the Nintendo Switch, and a soundtrack. I think that that's cool. I'm not going to spend money on this because the game is terrible. No matter how much I love the movie, as an adult now, I understand that the game is not a good game. And because of that, I'm going to avoid this. But if you're a collector, you might want to check that out. There'll probably be a link in the show notes that'll take you there. And then finally, the last thing that I want to talk about is um, (laughs) this tweet from Okotaku where there was an overworked GameStop employees all walk out of the, sh- the store and they tell the customers, go shop somewhere else. Uh, they said, attention GameStop patrons, we regret to inform you that we all quit. Our district manager has no respect for us as employees or as human beings. We have been told by our district manager that we were supposed to have had this store re- uh, re- um, achieving sales quota and running perfectly six months ago, which was three months before a lot of us even got hired. Unfortunately, despite the staff's best efforts, we're not God. For all your gaming needs, please visit Entertain Mart, Gamers, Game Room, and spend your money at an establishment that respects its employees. I think that it's awesome that they did that. GameStop, I've never been a fan of GameStop. I don't like the way that they treat their employees. I don't like the way that they treat their customers. And, well... I don't like the way that GameStop wants their employees to treat customers. My local GameStop has really good employees that I like a lot there. But um, I'm not a fan of, of the corporate policies of GameStop. So I just thought it was it – was, it, it's in, enjoyable for me to see these people standing up for themselves against their bosses because they they don't get paid very much. And, man, they have a stressful job with everybody – going in there and trying to reserve stuff and not being able to find stuff and being irritated. Oh, I can't get a PS five today. Like that kind of thing. They all, they get all the hate from unreasonable people thrown at them and then from, from the customer side. And then they get unreasonable expectations from management side as well. Uh, so I think that it's great that they walked out and I hope that they all find jobs someplace and uh, hopefully GameStop learns from this because, you know, everybody who was looking at this were like, Oh yeah, that's not a surprise. <laughs> Good God, that's not a surprise. That that tells you a lot about that company that nobody seemed to be surprised that employees felt mistreated there. Anyway, 
That's it for today's episode of Games with Bill. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I will see you all next time. Stay awesome, everybody.